If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Ephesians. Ephesians 2. But you know, it just wouldn't be right for me not to say, how about them red birds, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and normally I would never say this, but uh, hey, them cubs, they're doing good too, aren't they? And yeah, they're like, I don't know, they're five or six games over 500. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing good. Of course, they're not ahead of the Redbirds. No, but of course, we knew that. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when the Cubs ever, when they finally win the World Series. I'm going to be in trouble, is all I know, because, because I have sowed seeds of discourse all across the county, I'll tell you. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The name of the title this morning is As a Man Thinks. And uh, we're going to look at scriptures this morning. And I get that title message from Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for as he thinks in himself, so is he. I'll repeat that. As he thinks in himself, so is he. Is he? But before I do that, I do want to review just a little bit from last week. Uh, and, and if you wasn't here or you didn't catch that uh, sermon, I, I presume we have the CD somewhere. If not, uh, there will be one. But uh, the title of that was uh, "Did Jesus Sin?" And of course, the answer to that is no. But Jesus was tempted, and even though he didn't sin, he was tempted. <clears throat> And I illustrated that uh, the same way with us, you know, with you and me. You know, we're tempted on a regular basis. You know, we're tempted to drink or to drug or, you know, thoughts of the same sex uh, sexually or perverted thoughts, whatever the case may be. But just because those thoughts come does not mean that we're sin and it's sin. And it also does not mean that that's who we are. See, the, the, the devil don't want you to know who you are in Christ. Uh, he does not want you to realize what was bought and paid for us on the cross. He wants you to think of yourself how you used to be before you was saved. He wants you to think about when you was running and doing all those nasty stuff. The, the devil wants you to keep your mind there. Because the devil knows that if he can keep your mind where you used to be, as a man thinks, so is he. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. So, you know, there's, a, there's probably a, a good example. I don't know about a good example, but Caitlyn Jenner. Or Bruce Jenner. I don't, you know, I, I wondered this morning, this, do, I, do I say Caitlyn or do I say Bruce Jenner? But anyway, you know, he, apparently he has thought on this for so long, <laughs> as he thought, so is he. You know, there's a, I heard another example of this this week. Uh, Rachel Bozai is her name, and she's one of the leaders of the NAACP. And she is a Caucasian. She's a white girl. Her mom is white, and they... And, you know, her mama's white and her daddy's white. But through her life, I'm not sure when this actually started. I think when she was in her teens, she started considering herself an Afro-American. She considers herself a black lady. 
And she, on all of her applications, on all of her papers, anything she's filled out for school or jobs or anything else, she put that she was African-American. And to the extent that, of course, now, when they showed her as a child, she looked as like she could be my child, as fair, complex, as complete. And you see her now, and I don't know, I think she's around 40 years old. <laughs> she looks like an African-American lady. So as a person thinks, that's how we become. Ephesians 2.1 is where we're going to start this morning. So, hey, would somebody get me some water, please? A, a bottle of water? Kate, Kate, hold on just a minute, Kate. That, that's, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it. Ha, have a seat. <clears throat> I remember how Mark told, said that uh, Kay would carry in groceries in the house, and I don't want her dropping my water all the way from... <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember how Mark said Kay would, Mark said that he would carry just a, a, whatever he could carry, a small amount, and Kay would try to carry everything in it, everything in the car. But the difference was Kay would drop half of it, and Mark would not drop anything. So, Brian, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one man show, one man show. <laughs> I always took everything Mark said for the gospel, so I don't know. <laughs> so let's not even go there, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. So, so I, I said earlier that uh, the devil wants you to think. What really the devil would love for you to do he would love for you to remember every sin you ever committed. He would like for you to think about that. About the time you raise your hand. Oh, yeah, you remember when you, yeah. And, or every time we bow our knee to pray. Or, or every time we would, we would think that, you know, the Lord's leading us to witness or share our faith. The devil wants to say, hey, well, what about that time you did? Yeah, yeah. So, see, he wants us to bring those thoughts to us. He wants us to think and remain how we used to be, B.C., before Christ came into our lives. And we see this in Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse, verse 1, and I'm going to read that and follow along if you've got your Bibles. And now remember, you know, this, is, this letter is written to the church at Ephesus. So it's written to born-again believers. And it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. And of course, we know the direction the world is going. According to the prince of the power of the air. Of course, that's, that's the devil. And the spirit that's now working in the sons of disobedience. So, so that spirit that's still working... In the world, that spirit that used to, used to lead you astray and lead you into all kinds of things, that's what it's talking about. And verse 3, it gets right down to it. It says, among them, just like the people that are still in the world today, 
you used to be like them. That's what it tells us here. And it says, among them, you too, all of us, formerly lived in the lust of the flesh, indulging the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Just like everybody's out there now. Now, now let me point out real quick. Sometimes, sometimes this children of wrath kind of messes some people up. Now, that wrath of God, that's not because God didn't love us. The wrath, the wrath of God there is because we didn't have a Savior yet. Amen? See, we didn't, in the world, they don't have a Savior yet. And it's not talking about the wrath of God because he doesn't love the sinner and he doesn't love the world because the Bible says he does. He loved us before we was one of his children. But see, that talks about God being a just God. And that's another sermon for another day. But God is a just God. So what that means is, is God has to do what's right, whether he wants to or not. You know, see, I've, I've heard people say, well, God can do anything he wants to do. He can, as long as within the confines of his word and in the confines of his will. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. God is not going to go against his word. He's not going to lead you against his word. Amen. Amen. So we see where we, see where we were. I, and I can almost hear Barbara Streisand in the background the way we were. Did anybody hear that or is that? <laughs> the young people don't have a clue who Barbara Streisand is, do you? Do you know who Barbara Streisand is? No. But, and we could look at several more scriptures about how we were. And none of us good. None of us good. But see, the devil wants us to continue to think the way we were. And I really think this is what messes up the church, the entire church of the entire nation and all around the world. We try to blend two worlds together. I'll say it again. We try to blend two worlds together. And God never intended the world to be blended with the body of Christ. He just never intended that. What he intends us to do, he intends us, and this is scriptural, what he wants us to do when we receive Christ from that moment on, he wants us to start changing the way we think. Because the way we thought got us in a mess. The way we thought was, as I read earlier, it was controlled and guided by a fallen world and the leader of the principalities, the, the God of this world, little g, the devil. So a lot of times what messes us up is we bring our old thinking into our new relationship with God and it doesn't work. It's just like, and we don't understand God. We don't understand why the blessing of God is not in our life. And, we just, and it just don't make no sense at all. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So, there's, so obviously there is a battle going on over our mind because as a man thinks, so is he, the Scripture says. And God wants us to think of ourselves not higher than we should, but he wants us to think of ourselves as we are now, as children of God. Not of yourself, lest any man should boast, the Scripture says, but who we are in Christ. Now, see, I think a lot of times we just, you know, I'll tell you, for years the devil beat me up on this. He said, well, you can't, you know, you can't do this because of your past. You can't do this because of your past. You can't do this because of your past. Over and over. And then I found out that devil, he was lying to me. Amen. Amen. Can anybody relate to that? Does the devil ever try to, try to tell you, you can't, you can't do nothing? Do you not, do you not know? Do you not remember who your dad was? You can't do nothing. Did the devil ever tell you that? That's a lie. devil ever tell you, you don't even know who your daddy is. You can't do nothing. That is a lie. Amen. devil ever tell you you wasn't smart enough to preach the word or teach Sunday school class? That's a lie. I don't know. Pastor Mark, I, I always, you know, I think there's something, and I, I'm all for education. But sometimes, I think, sometimes if they go to seminary, they have to leave. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stop right there before I get in trouble. <laughs> but past, Pastor Mark didn't go to seminary. But he is a well-studied man. Amen. 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 And I, and I do feel like I should say, tell you this before the vote tonight, I have never went to seminary, okay? Now, I don't know if that helps me or hurts me, but it's the truth, okay? All right? I have never went to seminary, but I do like to study the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So, the devil will lie to you. He will try to get you to think the way you used to think. He likes to keep you in bondage. He likes to hold us at a certain place and, and not let us out. All right. So now that we've established that, you know, uh, a lot of times we hear that Jesus bought and paid for our freedom. And really, and, and that is true, but technically, he bought and paid for our choice. To choose to be free. All right? He bought and paid for everybody's sin. Bought and paid for. But there will be thousands, if not millions, that will never choose that. Right? Right. Well, not only is that biblical truth true with our salvation on the simplest terms, we have to choose Christ, right? Is there anybody here that received Christ that didn't receive him and choose to, and, and say, this day, yes, Lord, I receive you. If you're a child of God, you've done that. Amen. And that's on the simplest terms of salvation. Well, it's the same principle with the greater blessings of God. 
whether we're talking about forgiveness or loving our spouses or overcoming sin or answering the call to ministry, whatever that is, even a, a church plant as far as that would go. See, the devil doesn't want any of those things to happen. But God wants us to focus. He wants us to focus on who we are now. Amen. Amen. Does God lie? No. You think God would lie on you? No. You think he'd tell you something that's not true? You think the devil would? Yes. Okay, I'm going to ask that again because I, we, we need to get this right. You think God would lie to you? No. no. You think the devil would? Yes. Okay. All right. So we, we looked and we read, and, and we might touch just, just real, real briefly. Drop on down Ephesians 2, verse 12. Ephesians, we're not going to be there just for a second. I'm just going to read it. And it says, remember that you were at one time separate from Christ. That's who we were, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise and having no hope and without God. Once again, that's who we were. Praise God. That's who we were. Now go to Ephesians 4. Now I know this is just basic Bible teaching. But it's so important that we get this down inside of us. Ephesians 2, 4, it says, but God, I love it when it says, but God being rich in mercy. Notice because of his great love. We read about the wrath of God earlier, but, but see, that's not, don't let that be confused of the, of the absence of love. Because it says, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and read, read that last part there. And it says, he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay. All right. So, we were sinners. Now we're children of God. Is that right? Yes. Amen. We were sinners, and now we're children of God. See, we were sinners, and now we're not just good people. We're not just, well, they've, you know, they've made some adjustments in their life. No, that's not who we are. You know, we're not, we were sinners, and now we go to church. No. That's not who we are. No. No. God, he raised us up. We just read there in Ephesians. We just read, he raised us up. And not only did he just raise us up, but he raised us up. Where's Jesus at? Let me ask you that. Where's Jesus at? Right now, he's sitting at the right hand of God. Is that right? Glory to God, I'm about to preach myself happy. Jesus right now, this day, Jesus is the right hand of God. Amen. Amen. And the scripture says that God raised you and me and all of his children up with him. Amen. Glory to God. See, that's what we got to get inside of us. 
We have to get inside of us how God sees us. Because remember, God wouldn't lie on us. He wouldn't tell us something that's not true. So we got to find out. We got to find out, okay, God, tell me. Now, who am I? Now, when I, when I received my inheritance, what all did you give me? You gave me love and peace and joy and power to overcome. Yeah. Love, joy, and peace where I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that what you gave me? Woo! Amen. Amen. Glory. Amen. Praise be to God. Man, I like preaching sermons like this. Some sermons I don't like to preach, but I like, I like, I like these. Mm. So God wants us, and, and this is a real important point. This is a real important point. God wants us to know who we are. You see, uh, my mom and dad here this, this morning, I'm glad they are. They have worked their entire lives very, very hard and very diligently so that to have a good life for themselves and to bless their children. And I know that my mom and dad, they want me to enjoy the blessings they have. Almost every Sunday, they invite us over for lunch. Why is that? So we can enjoy the blessings that they've worked so hard for. So we can enjoy their fellowship and, and, the, and the time with them. And see, that's what we have to understand that God wants for us. He wants the best for us. No. No. I said, God wants the best for you. Amen. Yes, he does. That's why if we will follow him, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Now, now, now let me tell you why so many times we have trouble comprehending who we are in Christ. And this is it. See, if I was to stand up here and tell you of all the sins I've ever committed, which I'm not going to, but if I was, or if one of you had said, I will, I will, and you, and you came up here and you, and you said all the sins that you had ever committed, you know what? You wouldn't tell them all. You wouldn't tell them all. You'd say, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I told all of them. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Because each and every one of us have things that we don't want nobody to know about. Amen. I, I, am I the only one? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm starting to get nervous there for a minute. I'm I starting to wonder, man, Lord, I was about to hit my knees again. Man. But see, no one knows how bad we were more than us. Your spouse don't know how bad you were. Your kids don't know how. I mean, heaven forbid, we don't want them to know, right? I mean, we don't want them to know. But see, we know. So many times, see, that keeps us from understanding how can God take all of that junk? And then now, just because I received Christ, I've got all these blessings I've got all this good stuff. And then, of course, we're always looking backwards. Well, what about, and the Lord said, no, just walk on. Well, what about that? 
walk on. And then, and then the scripture tells us to walk in these things, these good things that he set up before us. Amen. Amen. It's true. I'm almost done. Stay with me just for a minute. Now, I want to give you the answer. I never want to bring a message without giving you the answer. Amen. Philippians 4, 8. Philippians 4, 8. And then we'll be back in Ephesians, so don't go very far from, from Ephesians. Philippians 4, 8. It says, it says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Amen. The things you have learned, received, and heard, and seen in me, practice these things. Notice this. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, a lot of times we like to take that, the God of peace will be with you, and he will if we choose him. Notice he says, verse 9, the things you have learned, received, heard, seen in me, and all the, th all the things I just read in me, practice these things. If we practice these things, if we practice these things, then the God of peace will be with you. Practice these things. We got to think differently to practice new things. We got to think and know what God wants us to do. Ephesians 5. Go back to Ephesians 5 just for a minute. Ephesians 5, verse 8. And it said, And you were formerly of darkness, but now you are the light of the world. Walk as children of the light. Verse 9, it says, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And verse 10 says, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Now, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to read verses 8 and verse 10, and I'm going to leave out verse 9 because it'll be a little bit clearer, okay? I'm not doing it no injustice. It'll just be a little bit clearer to us. It says, you were formerly of darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. How do we, how do we walk as children of the Lord? Well, it tells us there, try to learn what is pleasing to God. That's how we do it. And it's a learning process. Now, let me tell you. When you leave here, okay, hopefully this message spoke to you. When you leave here, don't, don't let the devil beat you up the first time you mess up and, and say, oh, well, I blew it. I might as well quit. No. It is a learning process. And here's what happened. Just, just like with a baby. You have heard of baby Christians. It's just like with baby. They'll walk a little bit and they'll fall down. Well, we don't tell them to stay down, you you no good scoundrel, just stay down there. No, we, we help them up and we, and we try help them. And we know, we know that next week and the week after, they're going to walk better. Right? That's right. Well, see, it's the same way with us children of God. 
God don't expect us to be heroes of faith in our first week, in our first year or two years of being a born-again Christian. But what he does expect us to do, if we do fall down, he does expect us to get up and continue to grow just like that baby does. Pastor Mark said one time, hey, if you fall down, fall forward. How good is that? Because we're all going to fall down. But if you're going to fall down, don't fall backwards. Well, you just fall forward. Amen. Amen. So don't let the devil beat you up. I'll tell you what. If you, if you make a mistake and you sin, there's only one thing to do. And that's fall on your knees and run to God. Don't run away from God. Remember what he wants? He wants the best for you. Do not allow. Now notice this. It says, as a man thinks, and the scripture says, so is he. As a man thinks. It doesn't say, as your wife thinks, so are you. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that brought a, a smile to my face when I said it this time. When I, was, when I was, you know, when I was thinking about this earlier, it didn't mean nothing to me. But now that I say it, but in fact, I might say it again. It doesn't say, as your wife says... So, so shall he be. And it doesn't say as your mama thinks you are. You know, and it doesn't say as your daddy thinks you are. You know, there are thousands and thousands and, and, and many, many great moms and dads in this church. But you know what? Everybody didn't grow up with good moms and dads. Everybody didn't have that privilege. But see, that's where God comes in. Because, see, in his eyes, it's not about your mom and dad and where you was born and where you was raised. It's about whether you're one of his children or not. And that's why it's so important that we find out how God sees us. It's so important for us to think. It's so important for us to think of ourselves the same way that God sees us. And if we can do that, we'll walk in his blessings. You know why? Because they're ours to walk in. God's blessings aren't for the, the devil and his bunch. No. The blessing of God is for his children. Amen. Amen. Stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The altar is open. If you've never received Christ as Lord and Savior, today is the day. The scripture says today is the day of salvation. Choose this day who you will serve, the scripture says. It's very simple. It's very simple. As the scripture says, whosoever, and we're whosoever's. If you're here today and you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, the only difference between me and you is I have received Christ. I have become a child of God. And if you've never done that, God wants you to. The scripture says that Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. So if you've never received Christ, if you've never received him as your savior, Jesus is looking for you. He's looking for you now. And he's knocking on your heart, asking to come. So please come. Any other needs, please come. The altars are open. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, 
please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.